Welcome to Random Side Note. 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 Yo, and welcome back to Random Side Note. I'm your boy, Dre, here with four of the most amazing people on this planet. My friends, we collectively make up the Rando Gang. How has y'all's week been? You know, it's funny. Y'all, we friends now. We know each other last season. We friends now. <laughs> we friends. We like brothers and sisters now. <laughs> all, all kind of catiness in the group chat. But uh, this Cutting is, up and carrying on. Uh, right. But this has been a, a pretty cool week for me. Um, a lot of highs and lows. But I'm going to just say shout out to my tribe uh, for keeping me afloat. That's what's up. That's what's up. I know you got a lot of transitioning going on. So, you know, it is what it is. And you're going to come out on the other side. Uh, what about you, AB? What's up? It has been a very long week. Um, just a lot of adjusting um, in my Monday through Friday. But, you know, the weekend's here and I took a couple of days off and, you know, I'm good. I'm excited. That's what's up. That's what's up, Nikki. What's up? Well, I'm back at work, guys. <laughs> By, by damn time. Welcome to the motherfucking club. By goddamn time. The GD, the GD class started back up. I was finna get ready to say something to you and it was on the tip of my tongue, but I just figured it wouldn't be nice. So I'm just go ahead and keep it to myself. But it's all right because I'm counting down my trip. That's in a week and a half. Where are you so. going? New Orleans. Okay. Nikki takes on New Orleans. <laughs> That's right. I can my, see Nikki my, right now with a hand grenade in hand, tearing up Bourbon Street, y'all. Like uh, tearing Nikki it up. Nikki, Nikki got hair I in a jumper. Wig, honey, what? <laughs> I got me a blonde wig, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nikki, put your lashes on with it. Oh, oh, I am. My niece said that I can't be no basic bitch, so I gotta have all these. Ah, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like she gonna get me in there like swimwear. You know what I mean? But it's over there. Yeah, yeah. I need to be there to see it. I, oh, trust me, I'll be taking pictures and doing all of that because I'm trying to be like Tiffany Haddish was when she was riding a little white boy on the on the, on the bicycle when it was going to the convention center, and she was like, "Ooh, don't, ooh that feel good." Ooh, yes. <laughs> Whoa, really? Listen, don't uh, don't drink no absinthe from somebody. Isn't that what they did on the trip? They drank absinthe? Oh, yeah, don't do that. Don't drink oh, absinthe. No, I'm drinking my own stuff. I'm going to have my own stuff. Get your hand grenade and call it a day. Keep it going. That's right. What? D, what's up with you? How your week been? So, I'm kind of like a king in AB. The highs were really high, but the lows were really low. And so, it's been a tough week but i was able i agree about the tribe and being able to work out and relax and unwind and not think about the week i think we need to start getting friday off so we work four days and then we're off three you know (laughs) nikki you always off though no i feel so i feel this from you because my work schedule is actually for on and then the next week is uh five so i do four or five so one week is Monday through Thursday, the next week is Monday through Friday. And then my Monday through Friday week, I'm off early on Friday. And it has worked well. Yo, it's usually a video game, video game, video game every day for you. Video game, video game, video game. 
picks video game. <laughs> First of all, sir, can you please throw the disclaimer that it's after work hours? I do not need my uh, boss thinking that I'm playing video games during work hours. Your boss listening to you? Uh, Why are your boss listening to us? Y'all don't know. We could be famous one day, and then they're going to go back and listen to this. Don't play me. Hopefully, if you're famous, you're not working for your boss no more. <laughs> you're right. You're right. It doesn't matter. You're right. It does not you're absolutely matter. right. Well, sorry, well, how was your week? I was about to say, well, since I never say how my week was, because <laughs> I noticed that last that. week, uh, I had a very trying week this week, but all in all, I came out on the other end, you know, um, you know, ups and downs, but, you know, still good. Um, but also, you know, Nikki and I was talking and, you know, Nikki wanted to put out a disclaimer uh, about what people have to say about the language that that they may or may not hear from us on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> so last week I said motherfucker twice. Um, so make it, make it, make it, I'm saying oh, it again. He motherfucking girl. So here go the disclaimer. If you do not like what's being said, if you do not like the topic, then guess what? Don't listen to it. We love our loyal listeners. Don't get me wrong. But if you are here to judge and critique what's being said or what's being done, we don't want to hear it. Hello. Preach, Nikki. We grown. Who, who don't? Like, we let me tell y'all. Let me tell you. Let me tell y'all. Our podcast? That's the PG version because next time I'm going to say something, it ain't going to be too nice. Oh Lord, no, we're not gonna do. But you know, but before you click off, there will be some more motherfuckers in here. So I'm gonna give you one more motherfucker for the road, motherfucker. So we can keep one more motherfucker for the road. We Samuel L. Jackson Stop. Come right on, here. come on, Samuel. <laughs> what, what Bernie Mac? What Bernie Mac said in Kings of Comedy? I can say motherfucker in 15 different ways. I'm gonna beat your motherfucking ass. Why are we going to the motherfucking store? Why are we sitting on this motherfucking podcast drinking a motherfucking drink? And if you got a motherfucking problem, that's your motherfucking problem. If you don't like what we motherfucking say, don't listen to our motherfucking ass. And get your motherfucking ass, your shit. I'm sick of y'all motherfuckers. Always want to um claim and 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 they are what word am I motherfucking looking for? Uh, <laughs> I'm sick of this motherfucking shit. Motherfuck you, motherfuck you. Fuck Look, and on that period, <laughs> period. <laughs> Motherfucker, that's period. on now before the lamp. <laughs> Let's get into this. So, thing. before I move them right along, Uh-oh. I just want to let our listeners know the lamp. everybody is grown. We always give you a warning. We're going to say what we want to say, how we want to say, when we want to say it, and you have the option to exit out. And, like the young girl say, Period. Period. Basically what AB mean. We motherfucking grown and we can motherfucking say what we motherfucking want to say. And if you don't motherfucking like what we say, then motherfucking exit the motherfucking door. Hello. <laughs> I don't know who got Nikki hot today. I just have no idea. But I'm going to say this. Nikki got a fan club. All my friends be like, Nikki this, Nikki that. Yo, Brian in the house talking about, oh, you going to go record with my friend Nikki? I love her. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but for real though, I wanted to create a space where me and my friends can we we we're censored literally in a lot of aspects in our lives, whether at work, in our personal lives, in our families, and this is a platform where we 
are going to say whatever we want to say. So you may know me as Dre. You may know me as Damon. You may know me as Damon. Wherever you know me as, forget about it. Dre is my name. And if you want to see my birth certificate, you will see Dre on that birth certificate too in some in some form or fashion. So we can keep that moving. Akeem, what you got in the sticky news? Child, like, motherfucking Dre. Oh my God. All right. So today in sticky news, a couple of topics. Uh, one topic that I'm going to hit on first that really bothered me this week. Um, I don't think all of y'all watch sports. I could be wrong. Um, but the NCAA tournament, you know, it's March Madness. If you ain't, <laughs> let me tell you something about me and my sisters. We love a March Madness future version. But um, but a lot of my friends, we all make brackets. A men's brackets, uh, we all know I'm dating now. So I've gotten into women's basketball uh, from dating. Um, and I'm a, I'm a uh, USC women's fans. I'm here for Don. Don, please go and win it all for us. But um, so the it's March Madness or whatever. And the men's tournament has all of these gifts, fairly decent food, food options. And they had a... A, a decent weight room, what I would think, for something that you could like do a pop up weight room. But then it came to show the women who are having their bu- they're both in bubbles. That needs to be said. But the women are in San Antonio, and in San Antonio, it looked like they gave them no food options. The gifts were horrible compared to what the men get. And then on top of that, their weight room, quote unquote, was a barbell set. I'm sorry, not barbell, a dumbbell set that they looked like they went and got from Dick's or from Target, and that was it. Like, that was so disrespectful on so many levels. This is nothing new, though. They treat women's sports like this all the time. Think about the women's bubble in Florida when they were doing the championship game. And shout out to Dawn for holding it down and using her voice as the premier women's basketball player to say, hey, we're not going to stand for this. Instead of her worrying about her team and her championship that she's trying to win, she's having to worry about the inequities that they are being faced with as women in and during Women's History Month, it, it it's like, you know, they, they don't care. Like, all of the things that they have said, and when I say they, I mean NCAA and all of the money makers, because let's not forget, college sports make money, are, aren't thinking about equity. They aren't thinking about inclusion. They're just thinking about money. Let's, let's push these young men... Um, to move through because they're going into the NBA, which is a a, a multi-million dollar business. And uh, the women can just play set, second fiddle because they can't even dump. Right? So it's like, A, I don't agree with it. I think it's BS. And we need to continue to call these people on their crap. And like step up and use our voice. But it it can't just be the women. It actually has to be the male coaches who are winning championships. Where's Gina Oriema? Where where are these well-known male coaches speaking up and saying what they need to say to make sure that these women are getting? And and not saying Gino hasn't, unless because I know sports is important and UConn has a big fan base. But like we we need to do more. I'm happy that that young lady advocated for um 
other women who either feel like they don't have a voice or that they could possibly lose out if they uh, spoke up for how they felt because she did make a difference. And I did see that now they do have a, all I saw was the weight room. So I did see that now they have a nicer weight room that, that has more equipment. Um, I'm hoping that everything improved, but that was all I saw. And then I also understand too, because I spoke about this um, to someone else who's like really into basketball. And he like uh, brought up the point that, you know, of course they feel like men's basketball is more of an investment because like D said, the money that comes out of going to the NBA. So they are investing in the, um, the college male basketball teams because of what could possibly happen for them um, after, you know, their exposure. But either way, whether they go to the WNBA or whether they end up playing basketball in their front yard for the rest of their life, um, it's it's deserved. Well, <laughs> for real, though, but that's all in my front yard and I had a half court. But but even with that logic, it doesn't even make sense, because if you're going to offer a men's version and a woman's version, then it should be equal. There should be equal swag because I, I did see the weight room issue, but I also saw the swag bags. If you saw the the dude, the guy, the swag, swag bag, bag was disgusting. And then the girl, the the women's. It, I was like, how how did any how could anybody think this was equal? That's just like. If if I'm gonna offer the same thing, then they should be be directly tr- treated the same. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. So with you, ladies, I've been on this train for a while because uh, for those who don't know, I'm a real big soccer fan, and I do not like how the women's soccer team is treated versus the men's national soccer team. Like, if you don't know, the women's soccer team, I think we have either three or five World Cups. The men can't even make it to the fucking semifinals. So therefore, but the women make astronomically less than the men do. They've like gone to federal court to fight this. And I think it's ridiculous that these women who are out here, like the, if you don't know, the U- Team USA women's national soccer team literally dominates the sport. Like they're beating bitches out here like 6-0. I'm sorry, that probably was not the best thing to say on the women's episode. I'm sorry. Um, but they're out here beating calling us bitches. You, you're right. You know, that's a term of endearment. Um, but- um, Is it though? For me, for, it's a term. From me, oh, it is. Oh, oh, wait, oh. wait a minute now. We'll, we'll come, come back, back to that a little yeah, later. Yeah, we're going we gonna to address that later. You right. But, uh, <laughs> Nick is here. We better take care of this right now. <laughs> but, you know, the women's team is out here beating everybody 6 0, 4 0. Like, that's domination in soccer. But they make astronomically less than the men who can't even compete. Like, we go against. We would probably go against France and lose like two zero off rip. Like I'm good GP. I'm I'm not going for it. So more another story about this. We need to correct uh, how we view women: equal pay, equal opportunity, equal exposure. Uh, yes, for the shirt, women are. Is that say women are paid? Women are paid. What is it? Eighty cents to a dollar. I like that shirt. The same hmm. job. So, pay women. I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, my next piece of news, uh, coming June 1st, 2021, the European countries, some of them, will be open up to travelers for your excursion and touristy delights. Uh, European, if y'all would, know like I know, leave their asshole. 
Girl, I'm gonna be right there in Greece in July. So I don't to keep that to yourself. I'm halfway vaccinated. I'm waiting three weeks to go get shot number two. And baby, I'm gonna be right up there in Greece on somebody's yacht in somebody's blue water with that blue dome in the background with half my clothes on, looking like money. Oh, you gonna have your belly button showing? I can't. I, sh- I sure am, y'all. I'm fighting. A, I'm fighting Ow. a hard battle right now about what I want to wear. Y'all pray for me. Oh, don't wear nothing at all. I want to see what all your clothes are like. Hello. But that's uh, Nikki. That's not on the table because I already been told I want to wear a speedo like I wore in Colombia, and I've been told no already. People telling you what you tell him. Tell him don't be hating. People are people are not telling me no no okay. People are not telling me what I can't wear. I have the right to choose, but someone is saying their preference, and I have to respect their preference of how I'm viewed. Um, we can have a conversation. So we need, about to, it. We we need to clarify that someone, because someone could be some somebody off the street. So you need to say the, per, the per, no. First of all, a significant oh, other, a significant other, because it's not a person off the street that's going to dictate what I wear. Because we can see, I clearly go out in a crop shop and don't care what people think. Uh, but my significant other isn't does not want me to wear a speedo, and so we're having a discussion about. That this means nothing. This is just how I like what I wear when I wear it. Like, I like how I look. This is not for other people to be staring at me because I can care less. I like how I look in a Speedo. Well, then just put it on in the room and then just take a picture. You might be right. That might be what we have to compromise on, to be honest. And I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Send that picture to Nikki inbox. (laughs) Y'all get started Uh, on them babies yet? We working on it. I'm I'm halfway vaccinated. We trying to make sure I got immunity first. That's right, cause I'm telling you, uh, next week I'll be all the way vaccinated, honey. Me too. Yes. Speaking of, I know this is not something on my thing. That sh- uh, shot hurt. Like it, my arm was sore. It just got to the point where it was not sore. Day day two, the day the day after my arm was sore. But somebody told me that's the, the sore arm ain't compared to nothing you're gonna feel after that second dose. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> I have to go and get it. I'm a, I'm already mentally prepared, but I was I didn't know it felt like tetanus. If anybody knows what that's like, when you get a tetanus booster, mm-hmm. if it, it, it felt heavy like a tetanus booster, so I'm gonna go ahead and recommend that you get it in your dominant arm that you're moving. Um, but that's my my little two cents yeah, on that. Yeah, I would recommend that too. I got mine in my left arm, and it it was horrible. Right. So last but not least. Uh, let's talk about Dirty Dog Aaron uh, Robert Aaron Long um, here in the Atlanta area uh, visiting multiple, uh, they say spas, but I mean, if you live in Atlanta, you know what these spas look like, um, visiting multiple spas and um, shooting seven. Um, hold on, wait, excuse me. Eight. I don't stay in Atlanta, so what the spas look like? Uh, in, a, in a very respectful tone, these are not spas that you are going to to get your up class facials this is more along the lines of the conversation we had last week about the massages and the people who are doing the massages also it's byob i mean byoa oh bring the oil. <laughs> okay. okay no they got i'm pretty sure they i'm pretty sure they got the oil for you um but you, um, you might leave out happy though you might leave happy you leave might get a release but um <laughs> Robert Aaron Long went in to three of us are around the corner from each other on like Piedmont Cheshire Bridge, which is the very kind of like if you ask One me, was like across Atlanta. the street from the other. Yeah, well, that they're in Atlanta's like red light district area, like Cheshire Bridge, Piedmont, like right before you get to Buckhead. 
And then one was in Cherokee. So it, it looks like they said he made his way down from Cherokee, which is north of the city, and made his way, his way down. He was on his way to Florida, apparently. Apparently, y'all were having some type of sex porn um thing that he was on his way to. But Wait, what, what really was, got me what was... What was going to be at? Good on. I don't keep up with that. That, up. Ain't, that, that, ain't, that ain't my scene, okay? That ain't my story, honey. But he... Uh, he went and shot up and murdered. Was it six Asian women? I thought it was eight. Am I, no, everybody was an Asian that he killed. Oh, okay. Everybody but was not Asian. Was everybody eight. was not a was not a female. I believe it was like six uh, Asian women. And you know, my friend pointed out a minute that some of them were men. Um, but I, to be honest and to be completely transparent on this podcast, I had to check myself uh, because prior to this shooting. I kind of thought, you know, when people were, when like Biden would hop on TV and would talk about Asian violence and those things, I was like, well, where was this when black people were getting murdered and all of those things? And, and it's not to discredit what the Asian population has gone through um, historically, because I mean, we can see concentration camps and, you know, uh, when they came over to the United States. But then I realized sometimes we kind of live in our own little bubble because my Brian um, from LA was kind of like, you know, it's very prevalent. In areas where there are higher um, Asian population, I think in Atlanta we have a a decent Asian population, but we don't have a higher volume. But this was this brought awareness to my attention, and though it was tragic, it brought a little bit more awareness to me to be conscious about what's happening. Yeah, I I agree with you. Um, but I mean, I think you posed a good question. Uh, where considering the Black Lives movement and Asian Americans. And I mean, I, I, that can be a total issue of its own, like a, a, an entire conversation. But I think that the thing that stood out to me is he was a white male. And the first thing they, they focus on is his mental health. It's every time a white man kills someone, it's always about what he was doing mentally. And they said he had a sex addiction. Uh, a sex addiction. That was the stupidest shit you could have ever said about somebody killing somebody. A fucking sex addiction. Yeah, he was addiction. having a bad day. Yeah, yeah, he had a bad day. And and but you can't miss the obvious things here. The majority of his victims were Asian American women. And they were women. So look, so I think he should be charged with two hate crimes at this point, like hate crimes against uh, Asian American women and then uh, Asian Americans and hate crime against women. I mean, his mental health has nothing to do with what he did at this point. And I think they kind of like glorify white villains. And then if they're of a different color, then, you know, send them back to where they came from or, you know, the black, you know, whatever they, they want to say. Let's be very honest. If you or I had a bad day and went and shot somebody up because I was having problems with my addiction, quote unquote, I would be under the jail. We wouldn't, we wouldn't be talking. We wouldn't, we wouldn't have made it. No, baby, wouldn't you wouldn't have made it to the jail. They wouldn't have, they wouldn't have even brought you in. Like the, the fact of the matter is this man hypersexualized Asian women. We know that that's the thing. Like, let's be honest. Like, people have those types of fetishes. Not saying that it is correct, but that's the thing that people do have. And I just don't agree with the whole, oh, I can attack these women because I have an issue. No, treat him like you treat everyone else and make sure that he's charged He and justice is served for the families of the victims. 
They are victims. We need to treat them as such. But to Akeem's point, I do understand your, um, um, you know, what what is true allyship and how do we begin to support various movements around um, what we call BI, uh, what is it, BIPOC, so Black Indigenous People of Color. Like, how do we start to, um, and like we talked about uh, earlier this week, how do we start to connect with one another and, and ensure that we are supporting each other in the ways that we need to be um, to get equitable change and policy moving in the right direction. But like black people not getting arrested for this. They're, they're not bringing them in. Facts. But I'll say this, uh, and then we can go into uh, social media, but I'll say one thing that I liked on social media that I saw this week was everybody had, a lot of people had that uh, meme that said stop Asian hate. And then it was crossed out and then it said stop white terrorism. And I feel like that is the mode that everybody needs to be in because that's something everyone can get behind and understand. I'm tired of hashtags. And that's period. I'm, I'm just tired of hashtags. I'm, I'm, tired I'm, of hashtags. I'm tired of hashtags, but I feel like we need to go to the root of the cause at this right. point. The root of the cause is in America, we fail, uh, not, not necessarily we, but like as a whole, we fail to recognize white homegrown terrorism. It needs to be recognized. It needs to be acknowledged and it needs to be eradicated, period. Without a hashtag, because these hashtags, I mean, they just show up for three, six months and then they disappear and then we still got the same climate. But, you know, that's another that's another story. A.B., what you got in social media land? Um, I know you guys have all seen the spring breaker videos floating around. Um, the people are coming to Florida as if the COVID has left the world. The COVID. And they're going ham. Yeah, like the old people, Akeem mentioned it last week, but the old people call it the COVID. So I'm going to call it the COVID. I know the somebody call that here. COVID. <laughs> yeah, so people are in it too. But the COVID is here and so are the spring breakers. They are migrating to Florida and they are out there in hordes causing chaos. Did you guys get a chance to see the video of the young man who was let out of the police car? The white man? Who, Yes. That was actually a young white boy. Let's be clear about what they let him out of the police car. How are you running across the beach in handcuffs, sir? Because he white. He didn't fall. You know how in all those horror movies, they always doing some stupid shit, and they run it and always trip up. He was coordinated. I don't know if he was drunk or intoxicated or what was going on, but he made it across the sand until he paced the barrel of a taser. They play volleyball in the sand, so they got that good traction on them shoes. They got them good sandals, them good flip-flops. Oh, he probably had no shoes on. Speaking of taser, I saw somebody get tasered the other night, and it was very traumatic because it was I didn't realize it was that loud when it happens. <laughs> really you loud and it embeds in the skin and it continues to shock you as long as they are holding on to the trigger. Oh yeah baby you're gonna and hit he that was one. black. Yeah he was he was black and so everybody had their cameras out but I'm like honestly dude deserved to be tasered for what he was doing. Uh but they were like I was like these people these cops tried like they like the people kicked him out of the club. Like and he kept trying to get him get his way back in, and if so, one of the bouncers when they got the cops, and as he was they were, they were approaching, the man was trying to bombard him way his way back in. He was a black man, he was drunk, 
and they walked up behind us. <laughs> so they said, all you heard was pop, pop. And he was just on, he was on the ground. Like he was having a seizure. And he said, y'all taste, y'all taste me. And he said, I'm going <laughs> to sue y'all. I'm- there was also another video of someone who tried to dine and dash during spring break. And they chased him down the street and like grabbed him up. And then all these girls just started twerking and it turned into a twerk fest. And I was like, wait a minute, what is happening? Like, I'm so confused. What is going on? The kids have lost it. Let's let's talk about this real quick. I'm going to need y'all to understand this is not Amigos video. This is not um, Big Pimpin'. Like, y'all need to calm it down. Like, five notches. Go have your little drink. Congregate on the beach. Do what you do. But use your goddamn mind. Have some common sense. Half of these videos, they were not on the beach. They were just in crowds in the street and hordes, just all shoulder to shoulder, just like there. Just it's, just there taking up space. It's COVID. I don't want you nowhere near me without a mask on. Them. Matter of fact, when you Looking got a them. when you got a mask on, I still don't want you near me. Looking at them, I don't even think I ever had a real spring break experience because this kind of spring breaking they're doing is like I'm just like, yikes. I wouldn't even want that pre-COVID. <laughs> I definitely didn't. I don't know. And it's not, a lot of the videos are showing Miami, but it's not just Miami. Some of those um, activities are t- taking place in Clearwater as well. I, I Dre, went to the, you, you at the party? I went to the, the pier, which is outside in St. Pete um, t- last weekend. And it was, it was full of tourists that pier was packed and you know that they were tourists because they were taking photos of everything you know ab you've been mm-hmm. out on beach on beach ride with me like hey you know mm-hmm. when the tourists are out and i'm just like why so many people and i was like oh spring break but and they don't believe in masks so i you know i wear my mask when i'm out in public and so um it's the strangest it, thing now i gotta wear two don't. masks because you don't believe in one exactly <laughs> pretty much okay but i mean you know the spring break is gonna spring break i guess <laughs> so i just realized that sweetie and quavo broke up i don't know when it oh, happened but apparently they are no longer a thing and i learned that quavo had the car repoed from sweetie's house that he purchased no. for her no 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 hold on hold on i can catalog. you want me to catalog this one for you boo We waiting. Oh, I can I can catalog this for you. I actually followed this one. Um, so I won't lie. I thought this stemmed from uh, Sawate, sweetie. I'm so sweet. I just like to say Sawate from um, Tracy Ellis Ross. But uh, she was on a like a podcast video, or whatever. And when she was on the podcast video, the question that she was asked was, "If your man was doing right and asked for a threesome, who you bringing home?" And they went around. She was asking a whole bunch of questions, but the long story short, she answered, "What nigga he bringing home?" That's literally what she answered. Like, "What nigga is he bringing?" So I thought it stemmed from that, but apparently, Sweetie hopped on Twitter and was like, "You know, I thought the love was real, but then apparently, love is you're not a love if the intimacy is given to other women." That's that's a, I'm paraphrasing what she said. Uh, so then, you know, Quavo said, "Well, let me hop on and play my part." even though I don't care. And was like, you're not the woman I thought you were. 
And then, you know, that, that's that's how we knew officially broke up. But yes, this whole Indian giving that he did when he sent the repo man to her house to repo the Bentley is tech. Well, I'm about to say, let's get back well, to the call. wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm reading that he did not have the Bentley repossessed. Beast Who's the source of never this? put it in her name and the deal he struck with the dealership allowed wait, wait, wait. him to end the contract early which he's alleged to have done in the wake of their split. Well, baby, that don't Either sound way, good. Either way, he gave it. it to her and took it back. Whether it was leased, rented, bought, they was, I don't care. He gave it to her and he took it back. So, sweetie, riding around in a lease Bentley like she, like she owned it? Oh, like, a bunch of celebrities do. That ain't nothing new. But she was trying to front, like, oh, your man need to be buy you a Birkin, he need to be Birkin. Birkin. Yeah, she was she was Birkin girl. And apparently he needs to get you a lease car too. Mm-mm, I don't want no lease. Oh no, this ain't end up to me. I wonder did he take the Birkin bag. And those bags, the value of those bags can increase. So he should have went and got the bag and left the cars where they were. I'm telling you. Well, baby, he can't All her Birkin baby. children. Okay. <laughs> Pretty much. But I did see that uh, post that you referenced to Akeem, which led me to believe that some cheating took place or maybe it did, maybe it didn't. But I did see that post as well. Um, but I didn't even know the people broke up. But then again, I don't, you know. I didn't even I know they were really together. No, oh, no, they, they were, they were kind of like, I'm about to say, they, to be fair, they're like, you know, one of the quote unquote, like black celebrity couples, like two black people together who are, are yeah. famous. I mean, they're not. They're not like Beyonce, Jay Z level. You're right. You know, it's like, they like love and hip hop. They like love and hip hop yeah. level. They one step above love and hip hop. You know, they're not they're not quite Jay Z, Beyonce, but they not love and hip hop. But we know who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what they were. You know, they on that level with Janae Aiko and um, Big Sean, but Big Sean and Janae are a little a little elevated. And then <laughs> moving along, guys, for my uh, last social media tidbit, there's an artist. Um, I'm probably not saying his name correctly, but Peniel Inchil, he is a Ghanaian Brit um, artist. He recently like posted these Instagram posts and they were basically like what we see on Instagram, which are viewed as goals versus reality. So it may be like a picture of like a couple that look like they madly in love, but he shows us the larger picture of that man cheating. Or it may be a picture of um, someone posting like that they are pregnant, but then the bigger picture, all of her, like um, the reality of her pregnancy where she miscarried or other things that could have happened. The ones that, that I saw that were about the abuse really got me too. Yeah, because I mean, this is real. And I mean, we talk about social media all the time. And that is, you know, my highlight. So how appropriate that I tap into this one. But I mean, we talk about people saying goals and relationship goals. And this is the reality of it. A lot of this stuff. Exactly. So I thought that was pretty dope. Exactly. And then you have people comparing themselves to what they see. And, you know, on one on the flip, on one side, you don't know what it took to get there. But on the on the other side is you don't even know what's really going on in the background. We take pictures of us in happy moments. Most of the time we, we yeah. take the, the happy photos. Like, if, I mean, that's even historical. You see people smiling in photos, but you never see what's really going on in the background. So I think that his art is kind of that. I think that's genius, uh, to be honest. Um, 
But I also say we do not want to see videos or pictures of y'all crying either. I just want to put that. If up you take a picture well. of yourself crying, delete me because I'm probably going to delete you. Because I'm gonna say you so attention seeking. I ain't got no time for. I don't think so. I or or, or pictures of you sleep. Like how you do that? <laughs> I will take the the crying, but the sleep is a different story. Unless someone else is taking the picture, like you, right? You can't be holding up the camera taking a picture while you sleep. Make it so I just got a question. So if the people crying and they mess up, do they just stop the recording and start back over? <laughs> no, they ain't gonna take a video. They, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't dare take a video. They, they knew it was perfect. These are photos, Nikki. You like, know, I just, I just, you know, so, damn it, I messed up. Hold on, I'll be back. Someone sent me. You one. can't see my tears in that one. I gotta just delete that. <laughs> Somebody sent me one. They don't cry, but they, you know they did the live photo on on um. Oh no! And and I so, pressed the hell so, so I pressed it, and I was like, "This bitch ain't crying." <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you send me a photo, I'm always gonna press. I want to see what you really. I'm always pressing hold. Oh. Let me tell you right now. And look, like I get, like I dropped a gem for y'all on Twitter. Let me drop a gem for you on this iPhone real quick. If you get a new iPhone, go ahead and turn that live photo off because guess what? Half times out of ten, you're gonna get the photo that you want when you take your own photo. Don't trust the Apple thing. Turn that live photo off because you're gonna get caught up talking about your good girlfriends and you're gonna be. Not friends anymore. They play sound too. So if you tell my I'm alone. <laughs> hey, your other piece in the background. Baby, I'm gonna oh, go. I'm gonna just alone. look at you. I'm gonna just look at you like you shouldn't been cheated in the first place. And that's free game from random side note. So free. I, I, so I'm gonna be the devil's advocate here. And I think that sometimes there is a type of vulnerability to be had in some instances. Social media is very much so, let me show you what I want you to see, right? So let me show, and we talked about this last week, but let me show you what I want you to perceive of me, my family, and what this life is, right? It's IG versus reality. And I think that some people, when they are open to being vulnerable and sharing that, okay, hey, I'm dealing with this, and this is why I haven't been posting, or I'm... I'm hurt by this and this is why it's affecting me. I feel like when people talk about depression or talk about like certain topics that are taboo, it allows people to open up a dialogue and a conversation that they may not have thought about earlier. So I get it. I, I don't want you to stage anything, but if you are being authentically you and you are sharing with your followers who you trust, right? Um, information about you and where you are emotionally, mentally, whatever. I, I think that's, that's love. To your point, no, yes. What you're saying is absolutely right. I think a lot of us are talking about people who exploit that emotion for their own personal gain. Like if you are truly depressed and you are seeking outlets for your depression or helping others, that is appropriate. And that's what I like to see because you're helping others. But for those people who are like, taking photos or taking depressed photos for likes or taking videos for likes that that's where my problem comes in at. And I also feel like the help you need is not on your uh, timeline. You possibly can find your therapist there, but you need to find your therapist and get offline. And don't do the valid seek validation from your timeline. Like AB said, that's all you got in social media land, AB. Yes, that is it. 
you know, it is uh, Women's History Month. And so, you know, we have three lovely ladies on the podcast with three uniquely different personalities. Um, and if Woo-hoo! you... <laughs> three uniquely different personalities, which I love. I don't know if y'all were in Random Side No Happy Hour last week. Um, the ladies were in rare, rare form. Um, they had a lot of energy and they had a lot of, of things to say about what women want but what men often get wrong and so you know we had a lot of conversations about um about sex and uh protection and chivalry and all of those things and so 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 the best way to kick off this episode i thought we could finish that conversation and also do this as an homage to um the women on our podcast uh ab nikki and d uh as as we talk about the issues from a woman's perspective um because Akeem and I can only make assumptions about what women really want, um, but we finna talk about it and figure out what women really, really want. So I'm going to start off this. I'm going to kick this off. Uh, I'm going I'm to I'm keep it PG at first. <laughs> at first. At first. Um, so for those people that don't like to hear us talk nasty, you might want to get off. Uh, cause uh, don't give them that warning. We gave that warning at the beginning yeah. of this um, podcast. If you're still on, well, you rocking to the end. So stay on and listen. But we're probably going to talk about how they're going to get off, how they can get off sexually at, at, at some point. So uh, take notes. Let's, let's just <laughs> So, you know, I read an article uh, and it talks about what experts say women actually want. And I don't know if the ladies have had a chance to actually take a look at the article, but they talked about some things um, that women want confidence, trustworthiness, and integrity, compassion, things like that. What what do women want, but men actually often get wrong when you say in like a relationship? Emotional availability. What do you mean? Y'all don't want emotional availability? I, I, I mean, that's what we need. Like, I, I'm not saying you have to be an emotional being, but I'm saying you need to be, you need to use your words. I, I find myself saying that a lot. Use your words. And also, I'm going to take a step back because not all women are into just men or into a man. So broadening it a little further, you want your partner to be emotionally available to you, to have a thoughtful conversation um, someone who listens and is willing to um, hear you out, but also engage in a conversation. I never want to feel like I, me personally, I don't want to feel like I'm talking to myself because if I'm talking to myself, I could be talking to someone else. That's true. Is that is that number one on your list though? Like, is that the top of your list? Um, You can have great sex, but if I can't talk to you, why, why do I want you? So I'm a person who emotional availability is very challenging for me because I don't really dwell in emotions per se. Like, I think I'm very strange. I think emotions are like unnecessary things. I think they are good to convey thoughts and to uh, to be more direct if need be. But my words should be what speaks for me because I should like how you said I should be able to verbalize what I want um so like if you can expound to men because I will say for me and uh if someone says emotional availability you have to tell me specifically what emotionally available means to you so like is that like I know you said like talking 
or like being listening to you, but is that like, if I'm having a bad day, is that me saying, hey, I'm having a bad day. I don't want to talk right now. Or is there some type of sign that we need to develop so that you know that I'm not in the mood? Does that make sense? There's there's no sign. You need to use your words. If something is wrong with you, if something is challenging for you, if something is bothering you, you need to be able to share that. Like, I, I think that people in relationships tend to come home and something bothers me, but I don't want to bring it in the door. Right. Or something has happened to me this week and I don't want to talk about it. But you need to share it with whoever your partner is, because that's going to impact your dynamics, whether you want it or think it or not. It's going to challenge you to be like um, something your partner is going to sense that something is wrong with you. And so if, if I'm walking in the door and I had a rough week, day, something happened, I need to be able to say, something happened, A, I want to talk about it, or B, I don't want to talk about it, but I want to let you know that this is how it affected me. Like, stop. It's such a layered question for me um, because my response run into a number of other things, but it, and it overlaps with D as far as communication. I feel like sometimes men think that, and I'm going to say men because I date men, um, I think that men think that they have communicated something, but they didn't. They communicated or they they dealt with me how they would want me to deal with them. You're assuming that because this will work for you, that it works for me. You can't love me. You can't deal with me. You can't handle me in the way you want to be handled. You got to handle me in the way that I want to be handled. So you're assuming, oh, I told you I was going to go do this after work. Yes, you told me you was going to do that after work, but you ain't tell me you were coming home at 12 a.m. after work. You told me you were going to go do this after work. So I think sometimes they think that they're communicating or saying things to you, and really they're not because they're trying to speak to me the way that they will, they're okay with me speaking to them. Like, I need you to tap into my needs. Like, you need to individualize dating me and tap into the way I need you to communicate with me. I see the other ladies shaking. I love that you said that. Yeah, I see the other ladies shaking their heads, too, so in agreement. So, But I just loved how she said individualize dating me. Like, that. I think that was a word. It, it is, but, I mean, I think a lot of times the expectations are not readily spoken because now on the flip side and just taking it from a man's point of view and not not diminishing anything y'all said are you all giving the same back to the man i had to learn i had to learn this pretty much because not just with men with people in general i'll be like why would why would you why wouldn't you just say this that's what makes sense why wouldn't anyone just say x y and z realizing no that's how you would do it. You can't expect everybody to treat you or to handle things the way you would handle it. So it's something I had to learn myself as well. Granted, um, at 32, I know it now, but um, it's just one of those things like I there was a point where I just didn't I ain't have it. But now I give that same energy I want. I'm going to individualize dating you. I'm going to learn exactly what you like, how you like it. Like I'm going to home like I'm going to ask you a thousand questions because I'm really trying to figure you out from A to Z. And that's what I need back in return. I like that. I want a piece of whatever Nikki is eating. 
I know because I heard it. I heard, I heard. I heard the paper rattling earlier because I was. I went to type in the chat. Like, can we have some too? Is, is that a, a Lynch milk chocolate? It <laughs> is, and it okay. is so good. Like, I thought it was a chicken. One box. of my no, one of my kids gave me this, and it's so good. Like, I'm sorry, y'all. I, okay. But, but. But I, so so he, here's my thing. If you if you tell me and you communicate what you need and want from a situation, I'm going to do my very best to respect it. But there is where issue um, I find is when it meets up is like if if you're rubbing up against a boundary I've set, then we need to have a talk about it. So so if mm-hmm. I if 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 you say you don't want to talk about something and um, or you just shut down and you don't tell me you don't want to talk about anything, I'm the type of person that I'm going to press you because that is a boundary of mine. So I, I want to have a conversation about the issue. And if you don't want to have a conversation about the issue, what I share with my partners is I want you to tell me that I don't want to talk about this right now. If you give me an hour, I, I need a timeline. So so my boundary is, if you say you don't want to talk about this, I need you to give me a, ba- a, a timeline. So I don't want to talk about this right now. I'll get back to you when I cool down. But okay. that's, so question, but that's so what is the timeline? That's, that's real vague. An okay. acceptable answer to me is when I... I'll, I'll get back to you in a couple hours or I'll get back to you tomorrow when I've had time to decompress. Like, tell me exactly what we are adults. There is no reason why you can't use your words to illustrate what it is that you want. And so I'm OK with loving you how you want to be loved as long as it doesn't run up against what my set boundaries are in my communication style, my love languages and how I want to be treated as merely a human being taking gender taking everything out of it how i want to be treated as a person i agree and i think uh i i like both of your your uh, perspectives on this and I, I something ab said stuck out to me was she said she asked a lot of questions and in my dating experience like i i think it's the the therapist in me i ask a lot of questions when i'm trying to get to know someone i'm going to ask you 10 million questions because I'm I'm on this individual dating plan. I'm trying to learn you, you know. And but sometimes, some sometimes people, um, sometimes people mis- misconstrue that as you as you being too nosy. You you're trying to be up in their business. But I'm simply trying to learn you. I'm trying to give you what you want, you know, or, or see if we are even compatible. Look, what the song say? I wanna know. No, like some people say, no, you're asking too many questions. You're being nosy. I don't want you. Like, if you don't want me in your business, you don't want me in your bed. Ooh. Ooh. Not only that. You're right. They like to be like, I feel like I'm on an interview. Okay. You want, okay. Oh, you want, you want the job or not? Do you want the job or not? They don't. Come on. Do you so want there's other, I got other Because this, so. this, this is a Fortune 500 company. Are you signing up for the business or not? Can you do the work? No. Okay. All Come the back. benefits over here? Okay. Because I, because I don't, I don't, I don't want to know all about just your physical performance. Because they think that's the interview right there. How you perform in bed. Like, if we, if we can't talk, somebody said that earlier, if we can't communicate, then you can. We, your sex can be as bomb as ever. Period. But I ain't talking to no wall. 
And that's why you got to no, go through three different I interviews. get it. You don't want to feel like you're like, what's your favorite color? What's your shoe size? What's your... So I get it. You want a natural flowing conversation. I can respect that. I understand. I don't want nobody saying, what's your favorite color? What's your mama name? What's your dad name? Blah, blah, blah. Like, of course you want a natural conversation. <laughs> so I respect I mean, that. I understand that. that. There's a craft that comes with that. You might not say, what's your favorite color? You might be like, oh, those shoes you have on are very nice. Like, what color, you know, these are black. Like, would you like these in a different color? Like, there are very different ways. Oh, I picked that we can go to this Italian restaurant next time. Do you like Italian food? Like, what's your favorite type of food? Would you like to go try something different like Peruvian? Would you like to go try uh, traditional French food? I don't know, things like that. There are ways that you can ask questions. That does not. They didn't mean like I play. Really, I play. I think that's easy. A lot of work. Like if I don't want to feel like um. So I do I have to pay you a compliment to ask you a question? Well, not a compliment. So I I guess I operate. That shirt look really pretty. That people will lie to you to your face. How many colors you got? I automatically operate under that. Like people will lie to you to your face. So let me go ahead and ask my questions to get what I need. Does that make like that's how I feel. Like they will lie to you to your face. So I'm going to ask the questions in my format because I'm going to get the answer that I want. Or at least the answer that I think I want. But is that what women want? Right. So so you're right. asking questions right. that you want to hear instead of asking the questions to, to understand what they actually want. But I feel like I'm asking questions. You might be right. Like I feel like I'm asking questions about you so that I can tailor, you know, let's use AV's word because I really like it. You know, I'm individualizing our dating experience here. So I'm asking questions so that I can learn what you like. Does that make sense? Because even though it, it is about you or the woman, it's about the woman, it's about the person you're dating. But I also, I as the man need to be able to translate what you were saying to me. So sometimes I might not be able to go the direct route, but I can go a route that I understand that still lets me understand you were saying these things. I may have to compute it a different way, but this is what you're saying to me. Like you would rather somebody say, I like red, but I might be like, I noticed you wore red on all of our dates. Do you, is that your favorite color? Does that make sense? That makes sense. But from Akeem's point of view, because that's that's a that's an Akeem way of approaching it. So and it makes I get what you I get what you're saying. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but is that really what a woman want? Though, like, right. <laughs> ask me open-ended questions. Right. I feel like you care about me when you ask me open-ended questions. You're not right. just looking for a conversation for the sake of a conversation. When you tell me, tell me about your childhood. Tell me about your family. Exactly. To explain exactly what do you do for a living, that works for me. What is your three to five year plan? <laughs> you know that's the thing. Y'all like, oh. if you can't tell me basic, I'm sorry, that's some basic shit. I'm sorry, if you can't tell me where you're going in your life or what you want to achieve, short term and long term, like you don't have to have it all nailed down. But if you have a vision for who you want to be and how you can get there. I can like I I'm in this with you. If if I'm willing to build with you, I will roll up my sleeves and do what I need to do to help you achieve your goals. But a I have to know what they are, and you have to articulate them in a manner that I and you understand. I need to know what my role can be because I don't want to step on no toes, and I need to know how you see me fitting into that vision. Yeah, 
All right. So I'm going to ask an open-ended question then. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, oh, you listen, man. I like uh, them when they listen, I like them when they listen. I like to be informed and educated. So y'all telling me what women want. So let, I'm going to ask an open-ended question. I am. How do, you, how do women really feel when a man pays for an expensive tab at a restaurant and expects sex as compensation? You can't pay for food and expect my ass? Come on, I know. You chose I mean, to do that. No, no, no. Uh, uh-uh. and no. I mean, you chose to spend two hundred and something dollars. That was your expectation. If I pay two hundred something, hell, I could pay two hundred something dollars for my own damn meal. And if I want to get my I, own ass, I could get my own ass. I mean, I'm just saying. So for a four for four, not four dollars. <laughs> like you not you not. <laughs> take you. I know I said, no man ain't take you up for no four for four. You can let that go immediately. Oh hell no. Oh hell no. Uh uh. I'm talking about. If if that was the case, I could do that myself. I mean, so D, D sent uh, a Twitter uh, post. The man paid like 400 and some odd dollars for whatever they ate. I couldn't even really tell because it looked like lemonade. Uh, <laughs> so, a wreck of lamb, some, uh, a steak. It, it was uh, some a couple drinks. But he expected some ass after that. And after he spent $435. So at, at what point are we giving up ass? Was that a conversation that they had beforehand? Well, I don't know. I wasn't there. Uh, on the, Me neither. On the but I'm just saying. It said, I didn't see no P-U-S-S-Y on the tab. So that don't mean you're supposed to get any after we. Wait. So was he? Was so? Can he put a price on the pussy then? Uh, no. Like just because you pay five hundred dollars for a meal, don't mean that I have to give you anything. I don't have to use my mouth. I don't have to use my legs. I don't have to use my anything on my body for you. You paying for a meal means you ask me out on a date. A on date. a date. You didn't say that I needed to do anything else. We were trying to chop it up, see if we are compatible. Ain't I getting you no ass? <laughs> first of all, first of all, if this going to be an ass date, trust me, we already had this conversation beforehand. And you ain't got to pay no $400. Matter of fact, we ain't even going to the restaurant, baby. I already know the expectations. Let's go to the room, get it on, boom. That's what it is. Now, if you decide so, to pay $400-something for me to eat, that's on you. So when we first started this podcast, we talked about this lady who went on this expensive trip with this man. And when they got there, she didn't want to have sex with him. And she le- and he left her there. So... What? How do you all feel about that? So should, shouldn't she have not gone? Because this was a vacation and she didn't want to give up sex and he paid for the whole thing. So was there a contingency put in place? If I pay for you to eat or if I pay for you to go on this fancy vacation, if I spent X amount of dollars in return, I need this. Because if that was put in place, this is now prostitution and that's a different conversation. But if it was not put in place, I shouldn't assume we, because you spent your, your paycheck. Just, just in case. And, and nothing against service workers at all. But I'm just saying that, that's where we are right now. Thank you for your service. But outside of that, like, I'm not obligated. Y'all out of control. First no all, matter how much money you spend, no one is obligated. 
to return anything to you that y'all didn't previously discuss that you didn't want to do, didn't agree to. Um, so again, unless you are in the line of prostitution where you pay for these things, it's a no. And nobody can guilt you into that. I don't care how much money you spend. You cannot guilt someone into thinking they owe you something because they. Well, okay. So we don't know what the conversation was beforehand when these people went on these dates, on these expensive trips and everything. They might have agreed on having sex or whatever the case may be. Anywho, a woman is free to change their mind when they get there. It is up to the man to be the responsible one to say and accept that that is correct, that they're free to change your mind. He might have had a small Peter Wackle when it Ooh. was time to work. <laughs> and so does size matter to women? Uh, I was oh Nikki, that's your size queen. Nikki. Oh, we talked about her being a size queen the other day. Yeah, we, we did. But, but I wait, know though. size don't matter. Thickness does, but you know length. Eh. Girth, but girth. I'm just saying that's girth. that's part of size. So you are a size queen, Nikki. Let's go ahead on that. I mean, You're I'm just saying, I, I to a certain just extent, to a certain extent, the earth and length does not mean you know what to do with it. But come but, on, hello. But on Nikki's, on Nikki's point though. But and back to like our topic, I guarantee you these. These men did not tell niggas. Go ahead, these niggas, niggas. These niggas, it's all right. Do y'all say it for you? These did niggas not, did not tell these women that they wanted sex for these meals. They asked them out on a date. This is what I'm talking about about communicating what you want and need out of go off. Like, if this is going to be casual, you need to tell me it's going to be casual. And that way I will plan accordingly. I just tell your ass I don't need no meal. I can buy my damn all damn steak and lamb. What the hell? You might even get further if you're honest, because there are women just like you who want the same thing you want. No strings attached. They want to do the same thing you want to do. Matter of fact, they might even go Dutch to go eat steak because they don't want nothing from you, but exactly what you want. No, no, no. I'm not going Dutch. You're going to buy me something to eat to get my ass. I, I, I will go Dutch with you. I go off. If if you if you are open, honest, and upfront about what the situation is, don't be coming at me talking about some. Oh, you need to pay for dinner. Or, oh, you ain't never bought me nothing, sir. It's all right, <laughs> nigga, nigga, nigga. Look, nigga, you need shit. We, we are fucking. We gonna we gonna bleep all this out, but I'm sorry, y'all got me heated. You can't say you can't come at me crazy if we fucking. I don't want to hear no crazy shit. But if we, if you ask me out on a date, <laughs> if you ask me out on a date, you better come correct. You ask me out on a date. You didn't ask me for no ass. If you wanted some ass, we could have planned accordingly. Right. I look, as a man, as a man, I completely respect what you said I because I'm not gonna take you. I, I'm not gonna flex you for no ass. Because if I want some ass, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna say that's what I want and that's what we doing. I'm not gonna flex and flash to get some. Akeem, you 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 might be one in ten. <laughs> D, D, you better slow your roll now. That's my Kimi now. You better go. Home. You better go home. <laughs> but you know what? I'm not gonna lie. You know that is what it is. I think I do say it. I have a lot of uh, female friends, and so that is definitely something that a lot of them say. Like, be direct. Be kind of very, you know, matter of fact. You know, I think as men, 
we tend to want to hold women's hands and be like, well, let's walk through this. And then I was like, you don't need to walk, you don't need to walk a woman through nothing like that. She grown just like you grown. She don't no, want life just like you went through life. I'm sorry. I'm going to cut you. I'm, I'm so sorry, but I'm going to cut you off, baby, because I disagree. Men are going to play the fucking game and try to map your map their way into a situationship instead of actually <laughs> period like they really are going okay this worked on this last girl let me try this on her oh so no, generalizing. Saying, but you you should not do i'm saying you shouldn't do that though like you should not like you should not be doing that like but not even that you do you looking stupid because you think you out here impressing me Honey, this same restaurant, me and my homegirls will come sit up here and run up a check. So you think I owe you something because you didn't spend a couple dollars over here? Hello. We go here all the time. We will eat at the steakhouse because it's Thursday. So don't bring me here thinking you brought me to a steakhouse and now I got to do backflips and cartwheels. No, sir. Not going to happen. I got more game than you do. I run this. You don't have to come at me crazy. We run this shit. Motherfuckers. We, 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 it is. we know the game. And if you think you're getting over on a woman, you played yourself. Matter of fact, we wrote oh, the game, baby. Speaking, Y'all just speaking players of, in it. Speaking, speaking of play yourself, we're going to move that. I'm going to play off those words real quick. So the, the research says that uh, men masturbate more than women. So when it comes to women and your view of masturbation, how do you all feel about that? Go ahead, Nikki. Well, it sounds like the men. It sounds like opposite the men. You know, we talk about jacking off all the time. The women got real quiet. But yeah, like they don't play with themselves. Well, this, this is what I say. You don't know what you want until you have pleasured yourself. Um, I can't tell you what I want and what I expect you to do if I don't know how to do it myself. Now, you may be an enhancer on flick-a-licking and click-a-clicking and ring-a-ringing and all these dang-a-langings and everything, but trust me, I have explored. There's an exploration. Bitch, I'm Dora the Explorer. Okay. Do, 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 do. Come on, Vomino's. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Come so, on, Nick. Where's my map? Where is so, my map? <laughs> map quest. <laughs> map quest. So, but for real though, for the men that are listening, um, that prefer women, do you all pleasure yourself as often as the average man would probably say, or is this just a occasional thing? So I I think that men talk about it more. I think women do self-exploration, but because female sexuality is something so rooted in negative connotations and um, has long since been viewed as women are tools for men's sexual pleasure and not that they have their own ideas, views, and perspectives of their own bodies, there is a disconnect between that. But I think women do it as much. And so I, so I shared a link about, you know, uh, female masturbation and masturbation in general, um, in media, in film, in, um, recent shows. I found it interesting that men in, in a lot of those shows like Bridgerton and others where men were teaching women how to pleasure themselves. (laughs) No man taught me how to pleasure myself. 
That's right. You ain't got my part. So how you finna teach me how to pleasure me? Well, again, like AB wait, said wait, earlier, wait, it's it's, it's generalization, overgeneralization. True, but in Bridgerton, to be fair, he said explore and do it until you find what you like. To be fair, he did say that but, to her. Like do it, do it until you find what you like. But what I'm saying is he had to introduce her to exploring what her body is. And we need to start talking more openly about female sexuality so that we are confident and comfortable with our bodies and understanding what they are. Do you think that is a conversation that should happen between you and your mother at a certain age? We have like quote unquote birds and bees conversation where, you know, it's men should wrap it up, girls don't get pregnant, but like, would that be a better conversation or is that just a step in the, like to change the paradigm where it's like a mother talks to her daughter about pleasuring herself and these are the things. I think parents talk about safe sex. They don't talk about having sex and how to have sex. So how to please yourself and how to like, I don't think that's, I think it's mainly just safe sex, not how to have sex, what to do in sex. I don't want to know about my mama pleasuring herself. That's <laughs> nasty. <laughs> but, but, but I think that conversation yeah. all together. No, with that's well, well baby, just put your leg out, ma. <laughs> no. <laughs> But but to go back to a point that AB made, and it was a point made in Bridgerton, she was so upset that her mom never talked to her about the process of having sex, and I think it's so taboo for women sometimes. And I I, I don't I know I'm speaking for women, and I'm sorry, but I think from what I've seen, it, it's it's like we make these subjects so taboo for women. But Your mom telling you, okay, this is how babies are made. This happens and this happens versus, well, if you really want to feel like this, do this. Those are two different conversations. They are. <laughs> I, I also, so I had a slightly different experience. My mom had a pamphlet for everything. My, my mom is in the medical field. And so I learned about sexuality and body parts. Yeah, baby, you know a pamphlet on masturbation. Read it, baby, like, at your leisure. And then we need to talk about it. Like, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, I understood what sex actually was from my from my mom before I learned about it from a friend or sex ed in school like she had very open now now I may have at some points in my life been like Nikki and been like whoa this is way too much I don't want to hear this but she was very forthright and upfront my dad and I have very explicit conversations about sex. Like it's just something that we talk about and he has shared with me some of his explorations and I'd be like, "What? Like how?" I hope it wasn't with your mama. <laughs> Yeah, it was with previous, right? It's, it's okay. Don't say it. I don't want to get your daddy in trouble. It's all right. I, I'm just saying that we have very, very open conversations about sexuality and, and expression of of your body and, and what you do. And, and so I just had a slightly different experience. And so I think that allowed me to be very open and honest and upfront about what I want, what I need, and how I want it. And it, it gave me a voice very early on because I did have have parents who were just really transparent to the point where you wanted to say no. But now that I look back, like at, at, when I was younger, I was like, mm, I want to hear this. Like, like, I guarantee you such and such parents not telling them this. But now that I think back on it, they allowed me to understand my body in a way that 
I probably wouldn't have if they hadn't spoken to me in the ways that they did or shared the information that they shared. So I, I see both sides, but I'm like slightly thankful because I knew what I wanted very early. <laughs> Not like inappropriate early, but <laughs> I see that face. We, we got you, D. <laughs> we got you. We got you. Oh, as always, we'll we'll continue this conversation on off the record on Thursday. Um, but before we go into the random side note of the week, so ladies, what do women really want? Give me one word, each lady. Communication, loyalty. I, I do love communication and loyalty. But what I'll probably try to break it down into one word, I would say, is understanding. Like it, it is something to feel misunderstood and it is something that breaks you to the core and so for you to connect to someone and for them to understand you and respect you um allows you to grow together and thrive together so that's what i'll say so basically we need you to communicate so that we can understand one another and be loyal communicating and understanding to just me Ooh. I like how you tied that together. Mm-hmm. Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. And then I say three uniquely different personalities, but they all seem to kind of like intertwine. Mesh so together. I love you all, ladies. <laughs> D, what you got for the random side note of the week? All right, random side note of the week. And I, I will say that shout word out to Brooke in the city. Loyalty is vintage. It never goes out of style. It never shifts. It never changes. Like, all right, so random side note. So this is from Anonymous. Thank you, Anonymous, for listening and um, providing this side note. Um, in general, why do women go through so many phases when choosing a type of male? For example, high school, they want the bad boy. College, they want the player. Adulthood, they want the stable, average-looking guy who's good for the kids. All right. So a key- Anonymous sound like a man. What? Uh, okay, so anonymous is a male. I figured anonymous doesn't necessarily fit. Maybe anonymous thinks that they are. They peaked in high school and they're the bad boy. Let me stop. <laughs> we love our listeners. We do. <laughs> no shade. No, no shade. No tea. Akeem, go ahead. <laughs> um. So I'm gonna answer this the best way I can answer this from my perspective. I think you do what's available to you. You date what's available to you and what you see. In high school, everybody wants to be on top. So therefore, you know, you want to date the the bad boy, so to speak. That's that's what I would think. Because in high school, I was trying to be low-key the bad boy. Like, you, just, you just, that's what you're trying to be. You know, and then as an adult, you start to grow and see other things and you want more things. And then you become like, oh, I want this and I can provide this for me and someone else. Because then we have a mutual understanding of some things that we want. So I think we are at different phases in our life seeing different things. You know, in college, yeah, I would I would want somebody to want to party with me too. Like let's go to let's go to the club. Like, let's go. So, but I mean that's me. Akeem, the stars must be aligning today because I agree with you on the I agree with you on the available what's available to you part. Um and I, I think in high school it's it is like what's available to me. And you know, I, I wasn't a bad guy in high school, so I was kind of like the nerd. And so 
nerds didn't get nerds weren't famous nerds weren't popular we didn't get no today. play so i wish back then they didn't no want play. me now i'm hot they all on me okay <laughs> right and then so now the nerds are hot today so that that's the hot thing to be uh, no i ain't get no play you know but i got a little bit of play in senior year you know you know towards the end you know <laughs> but, but dre not finna spill no tea today when that, um, when that, when that puberty flourish that's when it um but 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 then okay, Akeem, you are in my head today. This is crazy because I was gonna say uh, when puberty, when we go through puberty, and we be, and that frontal lobe begins to develop, and I think we our everything is begin our perspective on life and our and and what we prefer in a mate begins to change. Uh, a male's frontal lobe is much later than a woman, so you know development. So there are some things that are going along going on inside of us hormonally as well as um, socially and also, um, you know, mentally. And so I think that's why, I mean, I can't like, I can't speak for a woman, but I think that plays a part into why um, she may want different things at different stages of her life. So I kind of think maturity has a lot to do with it. And also like Dre said, the phase that you are in life. So, and I'm not even going to necessarily say like, oh, like break down the stages as the listener broke it down, but depending on where you are in life. So if you are in school, you may have started school or college a little later than someone else. What you desire in a man might not be the same as what someone who just graduated from grad school desires in a man. Or, you know, you a freshman in college, what you desire in a man then and what you had desired in a man uh, as a college student. Um it's completely different as well. But I, I really think it just depends on the phases we are because I notice now with me, now that I'm done with school and I've accomplished all my goals independently for myself, I have goals that I'm working on accomplishing with a significant other because that's the phase I am in right now in life. But three years ago, four years ago as an adult, I was not in this phase. So AB, do you ever feel like you've given a wayward man a chance or an opportunity i probably have many years ago i i i kind of stopped doing that now probably a while ago now i'm very i know what i need i know what i want i know what you need to have you need to be shivering and i know what you need to want to be with me so probably years ago in, in college in college undergrad Okay. For sure. I mean, I still like the bad boy. Um, I've tried the good boy. I've tried all them other ones, the other kind of boys or whatever. But sometimes I just, because I'm a sport individual. So I don't need nobody that's going to be my yes man and be the good boy. Sometimes I just tell me to shut the hell up. And this is what we're going to do. And I'm like, okay, Poppy, and you know, so yeah, I'm still with the bad boy fades at 37, still there. So it it seems like the Rando game game really feels like it depends on what stage you are and how you feel about particular people, and so uh, we are all in different stages of our life, and um, a few of us. Um, want to project that in our relationships and we want to make sure that people are coming correct. I personally, uh, I need an equal 
I need someone who is on my level in every capacity of the word. Like you need to look how I look. If I'm fly, which I am, I need you to be fly. I dress well. I need you to dress well. I love hard. I need you to love hard. I want someone who can match my fly in every aspect of the word from from um, emotional to spiritual I, I need you to respect the same things and you don't have to believe in the same god i believe in but you 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 need to believe in something even if it's just yourself you you need to believe in um and and i think that aligns with core values and so and i think that's something that we've all kind of talked about what are those values that they have and also project in the world um some of us like I get a little rough. Isn't that right, Nikki? That's absolutely <laughs> right. I, I agree 100%. So, so the moral of the story is find somebody who matches your same energy. When you find your crazy. You just find your crazy. I like what I motherfucking like. <laughs> well, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you took... You That's took the name of the episode. Some, Motherfucker. <laughs> what those like with stars? <laughs> you two can submit your random side note of the week. Uh, we are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at RND Side Note. Oh, I forgot. We are also now on TikTok at RND Side Note. So Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok at RND Side Note. Um, if you, we are available for listening on every major podcast platform. We also have um, a, a web browser at Captivate.fm. So it's going to be random hyphen side note.captivate.fm. Y'all, this has been an amazing, amazing conversation today. Um, I, I, I think the women got a chance to say some of the things that women want. We couldn't, there's no way we can cover everything, but I think we, we got the gist of, of what the Randall gang women would like to see and what they really want. Um, we can, we're going to definitely continue this conversation on Instagram live on Thursday nights with, uh, for a random side note off the record with, me, Akeem, and Nikki. Uh, so you, you all will be able to participate and uh, input your your perspectives and your thoughts and your questions. And for the Apple users, every Friday, 6.30 p.m. on Clubhouse, we have Random Side Note Happy Hour. We're all there. We're all available for questions. The conversations get a little bit heated. And trust me, you won't leave disappointed. I have nothing else to say today, guys. What about you all? It's been oh, real. It's been hey, real. Hey. So I'm Dre with the Rando game. We are out. Stay blessed. Peace.